Don't miss the great deals at the Utah RV Super Show, September 12th to the 15th at the Mountain America Expo Center. Visit UtahRVSuperShow.com for information and discount passes. So Kyle Whittingham, on Saturday, in the middle of his post-game thoughts, volunteered that uh, he was surprised how many empty seats there were. It wasn't full. Fans were there were loud. shocked. How much of a concern is that going forward? Let's play it. Let's play it. Let's listen to Kyle. It was great to get home in front of our crowd, although we'd like to see that thing filled up. We've got a top 15 team, we've got some empty seats that we got to get filled up, so we're hoping that uh, next week we get a, uh, a full house. But I appreciate the guys that were there today, the fans, and they did a great job supporting us, and they were loud. So it was, uh, it was a good home field advantage for us. The muscle was great as well. He's right. They have a top 15 team. He's absolutely right. And you only got six or seven of them, depending on the year. So get your butts over there, especially if you already have the tickets. Don't tell me it's too hot. We got a lot of that. It was too hot, it was too early, and it wasn't a big name brand opponent. Which right. I think they're addressing going forward. This is why they're signing Arkansas and Houston, and we'll see if they play more Power 5 teams out there like Arkansas. So I'll show up, maybe. <laughs> That's where it is. Weak. Uh, we got people in, well, uh, my kid had games and family first. Let this be a warning to you. Now, I assume these when they talk about going forward and playing games on Big Fox over the air, you know, Fox 13 locally, but over the air on Fox affiliates across the country, that it would be a conference game, which means 50-50, it's, noter- it's November, maybe it's October, but 50-50, it's November. In November, the youth outdoor sports is largely shut down. Yeah, but then it's too cold. Well, I'd take, in November, it's raining. In November I would take 10 a.m. over 8.30 at night. Now, maybe that's just me, and I'm a fool. You don't have a choice what to take. It doesn't matter what you take. But that maybe end up what you end up with. Well, and I think they do have a choice of the Fox 10 a.m. because it's not in the contract. So this is one time they have a little bit of leverage. Whatever, man. They got six or seven of them. They're football games. You're gonna remember. This is a season to remember, man. The Rose Bowl season. And we still talk about that TCU game in 08. Yep. That's nice and all, but it won't compare to what the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy. The granddaddy is right here. Taking down Washington in November would be a little bigger, you think? Especially given the headaches you've had with them and the losses you've suffered. Yes. Absolutely, man. Michael says, I don't understand why you scheduled these teams and then expect everybody to come there. Because they're a nationally ranked top 15 team. And I got to say, Michael, I expect it because I do believe when I say most of those tickets were sold. Now, the must tickets are different because I think they're distributed because the students are paying fees. But for the people who've already bought the tickets, why not go to the game? You've or, bought in the or tickets or you've give bought them away. The tickets or give them, yeah, give them to Your the neighbors brother. and never go. Exactly. Your neighbor. Yeah. The youth groups. You people are so well organized. You make one phone call, boom, boom. You got the thousands of people ready to undo your carpet if you have a flood. I mean, come on. And they got all sorts of things. If your wife gets sick, they just fill your house with food. You people, you organize like this. Funeral potatoes for everybody. I mean, come on. Yuck. Get you're, to the game. Yuck. You ever come home and find like five things of green jello with uh, sliced carrots or grapes in them on the counter? Green the jello, no. The neighbors rallied. His wife had the kid and they all flooded to see I was going back them. more to his uh, childhood. Multiple casseroles my wife had are. Oh, children. casseroles oh, recently. Multiple. When, when I was a youngster, funeral potatoes for the win. Casseroles <laughs> for everybody. Uh, Josh calls out the school for not thinking big time. 11 a.m. kickoff against subpar programs is a huge problem. 
No wonder they couldn't fill the stadium. 45,000 people. You can't get 45,000 people out there for the nationally ranked Utes. Yeah, but I think Josh is agreeing with you. You just don't want to be agreeable right now. That whole ABC scheduling thing, it really wasn't. It was BCD. It wasn't I think it was ABC. Uh, it was what do you play in Northern Illinois for? EFG. Okay. <laughs> Just play games <laughs> of the alphabet now. I was going over my Spanish vowel sounds last night. I got a lesson. Oh yeah. And then somebody's sitting there on the couch next to me laughing. I said, Oh yeah? Well, Fanabla, you don't have you don't know how to speak Italian. Shane says, when they drop a game or two, that place is going to be half full. Ghost Town. Yep, there it is. One or two losses. Is that big a bandwagon? Because they've had some pretty good crowds there with some five and seven teams. And they haven't had a 10 and two since they got into the Pac-12. So they've routinely, been, lofty. they've routinely been nine and three and eight and four teams that have filled the place up. And nine and three is not bad at all, man. Uh, so uh, that we'll see about that, but I believe that, to me, even if they should lose to SC, which is possible, obviously, uh, you still have a ton to play for. And there's a handful of these games, literally that's it, a handful of these games remaining. Ryan says, uh, I'm not worried at all. Just wait until Pac-12 play starts. But uh, that comes from Jason. Ryan says, uh, <laughs> Ryan posted Allen Iverson. We talking about practice. <laughs> practice games. He's dismissing the non-conference uh, Kyle games. thought it was worthy to show up. He did. He did. He came out and he sold it right away. Yeah. I mean, he only talked for six and a half minutes, so pretty much everything is right away. Not like it went on forever. Six and a half minutes, and he chose to use some of that time on get people to the game. Sarcasm alert, sarcasm alert. 2019 Pac-12 champs. Yeah, huge concern for the future of the program. Ute fans are dwindling by the day. They will soon call off the expansion project and actually end up reducing seats to accommodate our disinterested fan base. Dark times ahead. All I know is your coach brought it up. So you're arguing with your coach. You're not arguing with us. And maybe you have a chance to win because you argue with me, you're going to lose. Jim says, dog team, 11 a.m. kick in Utah. Last I looked, a certain demographic in this state is very, all caps, so I'm yelling, very fruitful, which means a lot of youth football games. And who the hell's bringing recruits to an NIU game anyway? Well, it depends on when the recruits can schedule when they can go. So, I disagree. There were... There, the Devils had recruits at I think, Sac State. I think college teams routinely have recruits at every game, but there's one or two games where there's a peak number of recruits where they try to schedule guys in. There's a whole bunch of rules about whether the school pays for you or whether you pay for yourself. And certainly local recruits might be showing up to any game. So they're Oh, you can get some. tickets. for, for They can just show up on that, yeah. Uh, but out of town, you have to schedule it and yeah. all. And with the early signing date, it becomes of paramount importance. If it wasn't important enough, Kyle wouldn't have mentioned it. So why are we arguing the level of importance? Your own coach mentioned it. You're arguing with yourselves. He brought it up unprompted. Dave says, the team up the freeway should worry more more about filling their seats. 25,000 capacity. And they had at least 5,000 empty for the opener. 
<laughs> what am I talking about? Utah State? Yeah, the team up the freeway. I like it. <laughs> Got the team down south, and there's the team up the freeway. <laughs> what am I worried about Utah State for? I don't know. It was tweeted at multiple people. He probably is taking a shot at an Aggie friend of his or something. I don't know. Don't <laughs> deflect. It was funny. Don't deflect the issue. Uh, Your coach brought it up. It's obviously much more difficult to get to a Utah State game from here than it is to get to Rice-Eccles. There's not public transportation that takes you literally at the doorstep of the parking lot like this one does. Here we go. Nick. So let me get this straight. Utah mocks BYU for not selling out. Official attendance was 61,626. Utah claims 58th straight sellout versus NIU. Utah can't fill their little stadium when they're number 11 in the country and the Pac-12 favorite. Well, okay then. It does seem... (laughs) The rivalry in all things, including attendance. And I I think that I would go after that because it does seem a little rinky-dink, honestly, because I would think that in BYU's situation, the place would be packed. If they were 11th in the country, everything that yeah, Utah everything, has, everything and in the but even if it were 11 a.m. against NIU, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, it's been a while since BYU had a team that was ranked like that. So I of guess course. to your point that that would just increase it because there'd be a hunger for that, and people would come. There's always for a tickets. hunger for that. I don't think that is ever taken for granted. If you're nationally ranked and the overwhelming favorite to win your division, there's always a hunger for that. That's never stale. That's always fresh. That's where you want to be. All of this impossible, exclamation point. Utah reported a sellout, exclamation point. They have one of the longest streaks in college football, exclamation point. To suggest they're fudging the numbers is crazy. Get these biased accusations out of here. <laughs> what? I think Brigham Newsfeed is having some fun, a little sarcasm. What's He's mocking Utah for having a small crowd and reporting the sellout. How can you report a sellout officially on the press box loudspeaker, and then have your coach volunteer. Hey, there were too many empty seats today. It does seem like it is a little bit of a contradiction there. A little contradiction, an oxymoron. Yeah. If it was sold out, what the heck are we worried about the empty seats for? I know. I, I didn't understand it. I wouldn't have reported it as a sellout. Because at that point, I why get, not report it as a sellout on Tuesday? I get the uh, the no-shows who are sitting there at midfield, and you count them because you sold the tickets, but uh, that upper corner of the must section was clearly empty. There were rows and rows of silver bleachers plainly visible. I was shocked. I thought the students are all over it. The must has gotten s- such great publicity, and it's a cool nickname, and blah, blah, blah. BYU has to come up with their own. The, the, what is the it? Rock. The Rock. It doesn't work. Sorry. The Rock doesn't work for me. It's... Well, you're just you're just trying to do what Utah did. Somebody coined it with a cool nickname, and so you're trying to come up with your own, and it doesn't work. So stop it. But I would have thought that there's enough students, particularly the first home game, that you would have flocked to the place. It would have been that section of all the sections would have been crowded. Kelly says, it was a smaller opponent in the hottest part of the day. No thanks. I'm watching on TV. It's not the hottest part of the day. The hottest part of the day starts at about 3 or 4 or 5 in the afternoon. 
get that right. I cannot stand meteorological inaccuracy. Jeremy says 11 a.m. against a nobody with ticket prices where they are. I'm surprised anyone showed it all. <laughs> well, man, then the thing is going to be about a third full this year, week. It's going to be just as hot. Yeah, I think the only break is that it's 2.15, so the people who did miss because of their kids' games, 2.15 seems like you got a better chance of getting the kids' games than getting up there. You got the kids' games, then you got to go into the private practices, you got to break down the film, you start to start getting mentally ready. You might have to play Bingham next week. If you're playing Bingham Mighty Mites, there's no days off. No days off! We're nine and we're grinding. Let's go! If you're playing... Bingham, and everybody knows how Bingham, how they're supposed to be in the boundaries, but they seem to fudge it. I don't know how they do it, but they're always tough to, especially if you've got to go over there. You don't know what's going to happen. So the time of the game, that shouldn't matter at all. This is the individual accountability has just given away to the land of excuses. I thought I knew you people better. Ryan posted on our Facebook page, DJ and PK, join us there. Uh, is this going to be a problem? Not as long as we get away from the early kickoffs, which, the, by, by the way, Coach Witt acknowledged in his coach's show. So I guess he had time to rethink it. I did not hear his coach's show. Well, let's, but, t- let's yeah. raise our hands. Do we want it at one? Everybody raise your hand. Can you make it at one? Uh, we need it at 120? How long do you need? Uh, 215? Everybody, let's take a vote now. Because that's what they do at Ohio State and Alabama and whatnot. Not in the afternoon anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, get real. How about Ohio State starts their games at noon most of the time? So one hour means all the difference in the world. But they don't play youth football in Ohio. They don't. Just stop. I can't take it anymore. My head is spinning for my own sanity. Please cease. DJ and PK coming up next. We're talking youths. We're talking Pac-12. JB Long, Pac-12 Networks analyst and uh, play-by-play broadcaster and Los Angeles Rams play-by-play broadcaster. He's calling the Idaho State-Utah game. We'll get him to break that down for 20 or 30 seconds. And then we'll talk to him more about the conference at large. Next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Major League Baseball, the record for most home runs in a season has fallen. 6,106 homers and counting. Breaks a record set two years ago. Smashes the old record set back in 2000. The, now the third highest total in Major League history was 5,693. The Mets beat the Diamondbacks 9-0. New York tallying nine runs on 11 hits on 9-11 in their win, if you're into numbers. Padres blank the Cubs. They've lost back-to-back games. Brewers have won six in a row and tied the Cubs for the last wildcard berth in the National League. Thursday Night Football features Tampa Bay at Carolina. Bucks and Panthers both lost their openers. Game kicks off at 6.20. You can listen to it here on the Zone Sports Network. RSL beats San Jose on Demir Krylak's goal in the 75th minute. RSL moving back into second place in the Western Conference. Top of the wire, brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking. 
covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car to curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Frank Dolce, what do you want to see from Tyler Huntley this weekend to get him ready for the upcoming Pac-12 season? Just another step forward in his progression. You can hardly argue with his completion percentage. That's really good. You know, if we're going to nitpick, you'd want his accuracy downfield to become even better. There were a few passes in the game last week that may not have been completed against different competition. And the margin for error as you continue to go forward after this week gets smaller and smaller. And so he He's going to have to become better and better in things like timing and accuracy and making the right reach. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK and JB Long join us from the Pac-12 Networks. Calls games on the Pac-12 Networks, also does uh, L.A. Ram games. He's on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. JB, good morning. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, well, we are. Uh, we'd be having a better week if the Utes were not playing a big Sky team. But we've just come to expect that, I guess, money games are just part of the deal. So endure one every week. You'll be calling the game. Before we talk to you about the Pac-12 at large, is there anything unique, unusual about this game that catches your eye? Um, honestly, I'm kind of with you in that the unique part of it is what's to come next and a trip to the Coliseum and what the youth have to prove there. And so I know that no one inside the facility can look at it this way, but we can. Yeah. It's a stepping stone to conference play. And I hope for Utah's sake that their key players, their starters, their ones, and some of their twos don't have to play into the fourth. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, <laughs> keep them out of the fourth quarter. <laughs> I want to know, JB, when you were calling fencing and synchronized swimming, what did you say? <laughs> um, so, a little backstory there. I'm not quite sure where you're where you're pulling that from but there's all kinds of things on the internet about it pack 12.com I, I got it at pack 12 I, I am a uh i am a fencing uh quote-unquote expert <laughs> and that's mostly due to a lack of competition uh but when i decided that i wanted to um go to the olympics not as an athlete but as a broadcaster i tried to pick a sport that nobody else had really dipped their toe into and that was fencing for me um, it worked out in that I was uh, slated to do the Rio games in the summer of 2016, uh, but the Rams called about three weeks before the Olympics and offered me their opportunity. So unfortunately, I had to back out on NBC Olympics uh, for that particular occasion. Never got to do synchronized swimming, but I've done a bunch of fencing. Oh, you haven't done synchronized swimming? I have not done synchronized Because obviously a lot of people would dip their toe into that. That's that's well said. And, uh, no, no, it was. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. JB, do not encourage him. Okay, you just you're in and out for a segment. No. I got four hours of this five days a week. Come on now, JB, help me out here. Uh, yeah, I'm all for one-off puns, especially if I don't have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I never uh, never got around to actually broadcasting synchronized with me. Maybe someday. In college, I did volleyball and water polo on the radio. Volleyball was easy. Water polo was a little more difficult. So, Water polo is pretty vicious. What a sport that is. <laughs> yeah, big time. 
All right, so uh, you mentioned the Pac-12 going forward and Utah having something to prove uh, against USC, and I think it's pretty clear USC coming off 5-7 and seven will have something to prove in that game. How much was what USC did to Stanford in the final three quarters when they you know, were down a couple touchdowns and actually just come storming back and blow them out? Uh, how much do you think that was a one-off and people will adjust when they see the film? And how much has the sleeping giant been awakened? And look out, Pac-12 South, the beast is back. You know, it's probably a little bit of that. I think if you take their first, I guess, six quarters, Fresno State and the first half of Stanford and kind of break them into a separate category and then just look at what they did beyond that, there's reason to believe they are roaring into the Pac-12 uh, schedule and, and maybe rightly contenders in the South. But I think it's more granular than that. I mean, I think it has more to do with the matchups uh, individually, collectively by position group, especially in the trenches. And I'm not sure, I'm not convinced that Stanford is everything in 2019 that they were in a previous era. You know, I'm not sure they're the Andrew Luck, Kevin Hogan, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Stanford Cardinal. We'll see. I mean, maybe when they get their quarterback back, uh, that puts things in order. But now they're down a left tackle, so that's going to make their life difficult. I just, I, I think Utah, USC will ultimately come down to things far more specific to that matchup than you know, anything big picture about where the Trojans are at. And obviously there's a lot going on in their big picture, whether it's, you know, having a, a freshman quarterback win Pac-12 player of the week in his debut or uh, Lynn Swan resigning as director of athletics and a lot of the other things that are going on here in Los Angeles. So you mentioned you do the Rams broadcast also. So if I give you Slovis, Golf, or Rivers, who's the best quarterback in L.A.? Uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> Another Pac-12 guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think Slovis has a potentially brilliant future, but after one game worth of sample size, I'm not willing to put him uh, in the same conversation as a future Hall of Famer and uh, Jared, who's uh, the youngest quarterback to win the NFC and has gone to back-to-back Pro Bowls. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? Because they said, and I grew up in the Phoenix area, so I followed a little bit, and they say Slovis, well, he didn't play for a winning team. And so... You know, wasn't supposed to be uh, all that. And he goes out in that first game. And I don't even know that he could have looked better. I mean, I guess in theory he could have. And then you have Jared Goff as far as, I remember, I think his first year as a starter, they were 1-11 at Cal. And then he obviously. And that win wasn't against, and that win was against an SCS program, as okay. I recall. Yeah. So my point is, and we've seen this. Throughout, uh, guys from high school with all these stars don't make it. And then we've seen college guys with all these credentials don't make it into pros. So it's just so difficult to pick and figure out who's going to be good when they make that next step. I don't want to go crazy about the Slovis, but, man, he really looked good in game one. Well, I think the dynamic that you're speaking to is probably the adage that the quarterback gets way too much credit when things are going well and way too much blame when they aren't. I mean, they are just one of 22 position pieces plus special teams. And I think Huntley is right now a fantastic example of that for the youths because he's doing his part. He's taking what defenses are giving him. Uh, He's not putting the ball in jeopardy. I think he's only got eight incompletions, and more than half of those are drops or throwaways. So, you know, is he right now your front runner for Pac-12 Player of the Year? Probably not. Is, is he a first-team All-Conference quarterback? I'm not even sure he's there. 
But what he is is a great operator of yet another offensive system and, and a true distributor of the football with plenty of weapons around him and a team that plays complementary style and might be the cleanest, most disciplined in the conference. And that'll win. That'll win week to week, and that might win you a championship. J.B. Long joining us, Pac-12 Networks. He'll be on the call for Idaho State and Utah. Uh, Utah has had a lot of problems with Washington. Washington just had to settle for a lot of field goals and ended up helping get them beat right at the end by Cal. Uh, Is Washington all that? Or or are they like Stanford, hey, we've got this impression from one era and college eras change fast by nature. The kids aren't there that long. Well, I'll tell you, my answer is definitely different this week than it would have been last week because I, I thought Easton was against Eastern Washington the real deal and, and might have actually been an upgrade um, year-to-year at quarterback, which is really saying something. Now, Cal's defense is for real. I mean, I, I think they are legitimately a top-10 college football defense, and what Wilcox has done there in parts of three seasons is truly incredible. But Utah's defense is in that category too, and so I think Utah is capable of doing – to Washington what Cal did and I know for a fact that Utah is more capable offensively than the Cal Golden Bears are so is that still one of the looming games that stands between Utah and where they want to be where they want to go to the Rose Bowl and the college football playoff potentially absolutely Uh, that's definitely going to be one of their more trying tests but I don't think it's insurmountable even away from Salt Lake City so we've been talking about Utah, and obviously they were the overwhelming favorite to win the South, uh, slight favorite to win the conference, and there's been some playoff talk, and people are a little hesitant. Some of them are. My line of thinking is it's September, and we should be talking about the Utes as a playoff team, and it's not specifically directed at Utah. My larger point is if they are a favorite to win the conference in the Pac-12, then that automatically should put them in the playoff discussion. Because if it doesn't, then the Pac-12 has serious issues. Yeah, I mean, I think you make a lot of fair points there. Uh, Going on the road and winning in Provo to start, I think, uh, is one plank in kind of the platform that they're building. And certainly BYU going to SEC country and winning there. Uh, helps validate that victory as a a marquee non-conference win. Now we'll see where BYU goes from here, including this weekend. Um, But tough though it may be to root for a bitter rival, you definitely want BYU to have a good season. Uh, And that's true of the Pac-12 in general. Uh, But to your your overarching point, which is if a team wins the Pac-12, should they be in the playoff conversation? Absolutely, especially when that includes a nine-game conference schedule and a championship game. And I think Utah is well-positioned to navigate that. Their, their schedule breaks their way, uh, already having one of those road games behind them uh, and only four in league ahead of them is advantageous. And let's face it, they've got the right pieces, the right players in the right roles, the coaching staff that has proven success in the postseason. Like who, who else would you point to besides Whittingham and Utah who has been as steady a postseason presence over the last decade plus than Utah, right? Like, Put them up against Alabama. Put them up against the SEC. Put them up against the Big Ten champion. They'll do just fine. They've proven that even as they've ramped up the Pac-12 level football. See, I'm at the other end of the spectrum. I picked the U. I think the U. are really good. I picked them to go ten and two. Uh, but even if they go eleven and one, I figure one lost Pac-12 team is going to get squeezed out. So, 
you know, wake me up when they're six and zero, and lots of other conferences or several other conferences already have a one loss team and might have a two loss team, and then I'll talk seriously about it. But until then, it just seems like too big a reach. You buying any of that? Nope, he's horrified, PK. Possibly even disgusted. <laughs> he just hung up. I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> Click. I think he's still miffed about dipping his toe in the synchronized swimming. <laughs> <laughs> if I had said that, you would have just lit me up like a Christmas tree. When you said that, that was honestly the first thing that went my mind. Like, synchronized swimming, you soccer people are so soft. <laughs> uh, well, no, he brought up dipping his toe in the fencing, and I saw synchronized swimming, and it just... It was, I know, I, I get all it that. It was too good. I get all that, but I know if I'd done it, the beating I would have been up for. <laughs> it's like every, everything till 10 a.m. Reset it and ask the question again. J.B. Long with his Pac-12 Networks. J.B., I kind of look at the whole playoff argument differently because I think the Utes are good. I picked them to go 10-2. and two, But I think that 11-1 and one Pac-12 team is probably going to get squeezed out So because I think the conference does have major perception problems. Whether they're real or not, they got major perception problems. And, and the playoff is a beauty pageant. they got to pick four teams. So I don't really want to talk about the playoffs unless they get if – if they're halfway through the season, they're 6 or 7-0 and oh or something, and we see – other power five leagues where you know the top teams already have a loss then I, then i'd consider it but until then i think it's a bridge too far how what do you think when you hear that i, I understand the skepticism and uh, i was offended by the synchronized swimming thing so i just decided <laughs> to have a delayed reaction sorry i was hearing you guys perfectly i'm not sure what happened on my end but okay um all that to say like we're both right in that in a sport where every game is supposed to matter and every week is supposed to matter it's not too soon to start looking for that end game but you're also right to say, why are we even having this conversation until Utah gets past USC, until Utah gets past Washington, and a bunch of other things across the landscape, until Georgia beats Notre Dame and we don't have to worry about an undefeated Notre Dame stealing somebody's spot. A bunch of other factors, sure. Um, but I think that where Utah is right now at 11, to your point about it being a beauty pageant, like – Kyle Whittingham won't say this, but style points do matter. Like, make sure that you're not in the second half game with Idaho State. Uh, win convincingly. Take some momentum into conference play. And, and I think even as a one-loss team, just to counter one point that you said, I, as long as it's the right loss and as long as they have a chance to avenge that loss at Levi Stadium and win a Pac-12 championship there, I think that version of a one-loss Utah would warrant serious playoff contention. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see how it can't. But granted, I, I mean, I grew up a, a Sun Devil graduate, and I'm a Pac-10, now 12 homer. I fully admit that. But I'm wondering if the rest of the the rest of the country will catch on that the strength of the conference isn't necessarily the dominant, overwhelming team or the same team year after year. It's way more about the opportunity to have some depth in this conference and to go to say Colorado doesn't look like they're all that this year but with a senior quarterback and a phenomenal receiver they might be able to beach on a Saturday whereas you look at some of these other conferences and these teams at the bottom they're not going to be able to beach I'm just wondering if that could ever get through or just we're just knocking our heads against the wall on this 
Well, and some of it is is out of our hands and out of Utah's hands, right? Like if Arizona State uh, doesn't show up in East Lansing or if Arizona, you know, can't take down Texas Tech and very few resume opportunities remaining, Stanford and USC both playing Notre Dame, then it, then maybe it is all moot and there's nothing that Utah can do shy of going undefeated that will punch their ticket to the dance. Uh, I just think, you know, and, and maybe this is just my personal narrative or buying into uh, a local narrative, like having this coordinator back, this offense back, to come full circle from Utah's previous undefeated season, uh, knowing who they beat, where they beat them to wrap up that last unbeaten campaign. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm hopeful for the symmetry there and the bookend that that might make for a special story that takes Utah and the Pac-12 back into the conversation for national championships. JB, we appreciate a little time. Thanks for uh, talking uh, Pac-12 and synchronized sim- swimming with us. <laughs> I appreciate it. Sorry for the uh, technical difficulty midstream there, but uh, okay. thanks for hanging with me. All right, J- JB Long, Pac-12 Networks. He'll be calling the Utah-Idaho State game, and that'll be, uh, what will they be? I guess they'll be about one quarter uh, behind that U- the uh, USC-BYU game. It'll kick at one thirty, and then the Utes go at 2.15. So yeah, yeah, 45 yeah. minutes is about a quarter there. Right. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, uh, your feedback on today's show. we got a lot of people tweeting at us. We'll get you all caught up on that. DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Ryan Leaf, host of uh, Believe in Pac-12 Football on the Believe Podcast Network. The conference, I believe, it, from top to bottom, is as competitive as any conference out there. And they just beat the hell out of each other and cannibalize one another. And it's not an excuse. My biggest qualm about the Pac-12 right now is the, their inability to win the games they're supposed to win. That they can't lose. You know, UCLA can't lose to Cincinnati. They can't lose to San Diego State. You know, Oregon State and Arizona can't lose to Hawaii. That stuff can't happen. Uh, That's why I like that Utah is so highly ranked right now, and they continue to go up if they keep winning because they need to be in the conversation when the college football playoff committee starts putting out their picks. Otherwise, the Pac-12 just will not get noticed. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Soft schedule. Man, I bet USC will be ranked when they play them. Washington State will be ranked when they play them. Washington will be ranked when they play them. I even bet Cal or Colorado might be ranked. That could be up to five ranked teams in their schedule. Playoff! Time for the feedback. It's brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Did the first guy sound like Jake? Jake who? We got like nine Jake Jakes. Scott, sorry. Jake Scott in the afternoon. Let me hear it. Soft schedule. Man, I bet USC will be ranked when they play him. Washington State will be ranked when they play him. Washington will be ranked when they play him. I even bet Cal or Colorado might be ranked. That could be up to five ranked teams in their schedule. The more he talked, the less. But in the beginning, the beginning definitely, yeah, yes. jumped out, yeah. Brother from another mother. Well, I mean, he's a closet. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Jake just cursed at his radio. I, I know you did, Jake. That's why I did it. Don't blurt that stuff out in the car when the kids are in the back. They're going to learn it from you. You'll be called on the carpet. 
Let them learn it on the playground. All right, the question of the day. Kyle Winningham brought it up after the game. Are you worried about the empty seats we saw at NIU going forward? Is that much of a concern? Mrs. Inked Cougar. There's an Inked Cougar and a Mrs. Inked Cougar out there. I've met Inked Cougar, yes. I'm not sure if I met Mrs. Well, at least a couple of those Ute fans are all the way in Tennessee cheering on our Cougars. Maybe they should stay home and cheer heard, on their own team. I heard this about week. that, yeah. You got to give it up to BYU fans on the road. I don't care if every one of them is from Tennessee and just went because of the religious affiliation. They still got off their butts, got in their cars, drove over there, paid for the tickets, went to the game. And it looked big time. Yeah. And it's at ESPN that that broadcast is primetime in the East, so they sink a lot of money into it. So they got the aerial shots that they don't have for every game Uh because you get a blimp or helicopter or whatever they do. And they kept showing that shot, and you could just see those two enormous chunks of blue. No question. One yeah. down low, you know, high price tickets, players, families, and all that. And then up in what I assume would have just been empty seats otherwise, because there's not a lot of enthusiasm for Tennessee football right now, relatively speaking. Uh, and just just a big old, big old blue mm-hmm. sea of Cougar fans up there. Yeah. It looked good. And I don't care if 90% of that is just because of the church connection yeah. doesn't matter to me it still went growing up in san diego and they put on blue navy used to do the same thing navy had tons of fans in southern california and when navy played san diego state there a few times you right away you'd notice it right away how many people would show up i've seen it and it's real it's different than uh state universities in which tend to have more of the geographic footprint but mm-hmm. for a handful of religious schools and service academies they can do it they, they've got fans all over the place, and they'll show up wherever their team is. Army's gone down and played in Texas. Had big crowds. Yeah. Army's going to Hawaii this year. Hawaii! Yeah, Navy packs that out, too. I've seen that oh, on TV. They'll have plenty. Navy, there's plenty, plenty of retired Navy out there in Hawaii, not to mention all the active people who go to games. All right, DJ and PK. Man, I don't even know if those Mormons are active, but I just know they go. They wear blue and they show up at football. Yeah, there it is. I'm not. I don't question their church attendance. They may not be, but that they still go. So whether they're active or not, it do, it doesn't matter. Sell the tickets. All right, DJ and PK, we're out of time. Tony and Austin are coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow morning.